Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey friends, how is everybody doing today? I hope so well. I hope that the sun is shining, and if it isn't literally, that it is metaphorically on your life, and that things are going well today. My topic is learning to love again. Wow, this one can be big, right? So a lot of times after we go through a tough breakup or a divorce, it can leave us feeling like pieces of whatever on the ground. It can just trample our spirits. Gosh, and especially if you were in a maybe an abusive one, or one that was just super hard, any of them, I guess, right? Any relationship that goes on for a really long time, and then it breaks up, it can take a toll on you emotionally and spiritually, and it just can be hard. And thinking about dating again can be tiring and, like, overwhelming, at times, but it really doesn't have to be. So I just want to give you some food for thought, some things that maybe you can start doing where you can change your vision a little bit. And of course, it starts with ourselves. That's everything that I do and talk about the strategies that I have are for us. And when we make those small changes, great things happen. I really, really know that. Now, I have done a podcast and I spoke at a conference about communication and dating and I addressed a lot of the things that we can do before going out to date, being ready to date. A thing that I focus on is the law of attraction and who you want to be. All right, so I'm not going to focus as much on that in this podcast. I'm truly just going to focus kind of more on the healing side of it and the things that you can do to be ready to open yourself up to the possibility of love and dating. And it can be fun. Okay, so number one, remember your worth. Remember your lovability. (laughs) Like I just said, when we come out of a tough breakup, we can feel very broken. And picking up those pieces can be overwhelming, like I said before. But sometimes what happens is a loss of confidence and a loss of self-worth, unfortunately. So one thing that I have told a number of my clients to do is to ask a couple of your closest friends what they love about you. And it will be really fun to hear their answers. Okay, so I want you to do it. Go out and realize that it starts with you. Remember your lovability. Remember that you have love to give and that you are this person of worth and you have all these qualities that make you unique and different. And after a tough, tough relationship, A lot of times we can forget that. So go to your close people 
and ask them, hey, what do you love about me, <laughs> right? It should be fun. Okay, going on to number two. Let go of blame. Hmm, how could letting go of blame help us to learn to love again? I actually think this is really key. I And I don't just mean blame of your ex, okay? There could be some very, very serious things that occurred um, and those are issues that you could work through for a long time. But what I'm saying is to let go of blame of everyone around the situation. Now, what do I mean by that? There could be people such as family members. There could be people like your ex's family members that did weird things. <laughs> you know, maybe they owe you something. Maybe they said something to you. Maybe um, you're upset with a church member who said something or directed you in some way. Let go of their trespasses against you. Just let go of it. I am hearing a lot of blame in every part of a breakup situation. I understand that when we are in that vulnerable place and we're starting over and we feel like we don't have all the tools necessary to be successful, we start looking to blame whoever and why you don't have all those necessary tools. Right now I'm hearing a lot of blame of the church. People will blame the church. Recently I'm hearing people say, well, if the authorities, if the Relief Society authorities would give better talks about education, then maybe I would have my education and I wouldn't have rushed to get married. Or maybe if my bishop would have said this, maybe if this person would have said this. And wow, that is a dangerous, dangerous game to play. And and I understand sometimes it just happens. People make mistakes. Realize that nobody is perfect. People are going to make mistakes. But as long as we continuously blame others and we're not taking full responsibility, we cannot move forward and progress and change and have a better outlook of how a truer, more fulfilling love could even be. So if we're going to blame them for all the bad, and I've said this before, we've got to blame them for all the good too. So let's let just let go of trespasses that have occurred against you and realize nobody's perfect. You are not perfect. And if you can take full responsibility for everything in your, of your part, like I look back with mine and, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go into it, but there's things that I ignored my intuition. And I'll talk about that later. There's things that were not in line that I ignored and I can fully take responsibility and that's okay and realize that I'm still full of worth and as we do that we can grow and we can get something that can work and be fulfilling and be long-lasting. So please just let go of others trespasses, let go of blaming and just start living and taking full responsibility. It actually feels great. Okay, number three, identify patterns you exhibited in past relationships. So one way to do this is to get with a therapist or a dating coach 
somebody like me <laughs> that can go through and be that outside onlooker as to your past relationships. Maybe you are making the same mistakes that you don't even realize you are doing. Um, I have done it. <laughs> I would pick the same type of person. And as I truly and honestly looked at those patterns, I was able to make adjustments. I think that starting with being completely open and honest to realizing, oh my gosh, maybe I am making a, the same mistake or I have these dating patterns. Um, maybe I don't date long enough. Maybe I jump in repeatedly, you know, after a breakup, I'm jumping in too soon and I'm avoiding red flags, whatever it is. It'd be nice. If you're not going to go to a coach or a therapist, please go to a friend that you totally trust and respect or go to an elder who has had a lot of experience that you can bounce um, your dating experiences and your past relationships um, off with them. They can probably tell you a few things. So identify the patterns that you exhibited in the past and see if there's a recurring pattern that you can change. All right, number four. Oh, I like this one. This is date purposefully just for fun. Huh. I used to think, and I read a lot in these, you know, dating coach blogs or whatever, that if you are not ready to give in a relationship, then you should not date at all. And I understand the concept. I understand the value of what they're teaching there because we don't want to make those same mistakes. We don't want to get drawn in. But if you can date purposefully for fun and be honest with the other person, that's the key about where you're at, then I actually encourage it. Let me share a little experience with you. Right after my divorce, I felt very broken. I kind of lost the sense of who I was. I had a really, really fun personality. I, you know, I could go into detail of who I felt that I was before my marriage, but because of the trials and the hard, harsh topics that we had to go through and be a part of and address, there wasn't a lot of... <laughs> giddiness and laughter and fun and happiness. I'll just be blatantly honest with you. So I felt that I had lost a part of that. I mean, I consider myself to have a good personality, a really funny personality, and I felt that that was gone. So after my divorce, I moved in with my brother who was also divorced. And it just so happened that we ran into some friends of his. It was actually his ex-wife's relative, and he just asked me out. And so I said, okay, and we started going on dates, and it was really, really fun. And he was not serious. I was not serious. And we acted like kids. Like, it was so fun to feel like myself again. It was so much fun to be effortless and funny. And I just remember telling him, I feel like I'm in high school again. Thank you so much. 
And, you know, I moved away. It didn't work out, but I was honest with where I was at. I mean, he knew I was freshly <laughs> divorced. And, and so there was no seriousness going into there. And I think that's the key is let them know that you are ready to date, but just for fun. And I see nothing wrong with that. And it helped me so much just in my self-confidence and who I was that I encourage going on dates, going with different types. And when you're not even looking for anything serious, a lot of times that's when the opening can occur. That was step four. Now step five, get involved with things you love. I say this a lot. Get a hobby. And get a hobby that is not related at all to your profession. What do I mean by that? A lot of people get sucked into their work and that's all they do. So find something that you've like always wanted to try and go and do it and, and surround yourself with people, different types of people where you can be open to just a possibility. So if you are an opera singer, don't go to, <laughs> you know, singing events after your work or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Look at something completely, completely different. Okay, on to number six. Exercise. Okay, this is one of the ones I hit a lot, but I don't want you to sit around and mope, okay? Get out and exercise, release those endorphins. You'll feel better, you'll look better, you'll attract similar like-minded people okay so six go out and exercise don't be idle okay number seven just because you choose to love someone does not mean you can't protect yourself what do i mean by this so let's say you are starting to <laughs> go out into the dating world and open yourself up to loving again and you catch your little fish. <laughs> and you start seeing warning signs. What I'm saying is we can be open to love and trust, but we also don't have to be stupid. Does that make sense? Like we can be, uh, have more of our intuition. We can have more awareness. We've learned so much from our past um, relationships that we can take that to the next and that's okay a lot of times people say well if I'm gonna fully jump in and love someone then I'm just I'm gonna have to ignore all their all their little things and pettiness and their controlling or <laughs> whatever people think sometimes that that love is blind and that you have to kind of ignore but no you don't at all uh, warning signs like the controlling side of things, warning signs like realizing they don't have that many friends and that it's just, he's just keeping you, I don't know, you know there's so many different warning signs for different situations and use that intuition, follow your gut, feel, you know, stay close to your faith and follow what you know and what you want, let them know of what your expectations are early on. And if things, if you're not giving and receiving and, you know, you feel like in a, in a wonderful relationship, you're going to feel like you are receiving as much as you're giving and that you are going to learn from it and they're going to learn from you. 
and that there's this camaraderie, this as well as that connection. If those things are not in line, then it's okay to walk away and take what you gained from it and still have love towards that person is what I'm saying. We can go into loving situations without blinders on. We can go totally eyes wide open and that is okay. Okay, number eight is a strategy that I learned from a strategic intervention boot camp by Magali Pesha. So she led this coaching session and I'm going to try to teach you how to do it for yourself. And it's called a coaching 360. So the topic was on emotions and a lot of what they were saying was loving again. A lot of what they were talking about using it for was trusting and loving and being open to get into another relationship after we've been hurt. And so she pulled a woman on stage and she asked her, you know, after talking a little bit about it so they could be prepared, what emotion do you feel you need more of to love again? All right, so let's pick one that you need to feel more of. And for this woman, it was safety. So she had been hurt. She felt like this person had stole something from her in her past relationship. So she picked safety. So I want you to take a moment to pick an emotion that you wish you had more of to make you feel like you could totally love and be open to love. So it could be safety, like that woman. It could be trust. It could be love itself. Um, If you feel, you know, just tons of bitterness and resentment, maybe you just need love. Maybe you just need happiness. Maybe you need, you know, whatever emotion, okay? I want you to pick one and then do this small exercise that uh, Magalie Pesha did with her. So what she did was she asked all about safety and she personified safety. So she started by asking, what does safety mean to you? Um, If you could describe safety, list three things. If you could personify safety, would it be a man or a woman? You know, so she asked her and she said a woman, but for a woman, it can be a man. For a man, it could be a woman whatever. And so they were just describing what safety is and um, how far away she felt from safety. And then she asked, when safety is around, you know, how does that make you act? What does that make you do more of? You know, things like that. And so then after she personified safety, so she said she was a woman And that she was very adventurous and she wasn't fearful of anything. And she was very secure in herself, very confident. She could say anything to anybody. And she then said, can I interview safety like she is a part of you? And I really liked that because any emotion that we have, it is kind of a part of ourselves. But This person was very, very creative and artistic, so she could totally go there with her. And so she interviewed her like she was a part of herself. And it was really neat to see. And so she would ask questions like, 
what would safety tell Monique, that was the name of the lady, you know, what would safety say in this situation? And she would just go through all these different things. And so if we can personify the emotions that we want to have more of and ask a question, how, you know, and, and then, then she said in a dating situation, could Monique allow safety to come in and take over for a few hours, you know? And so as we're more comfortable with that emotion, uh, kind of occupying time within our space, that was really cool to see too. And then by the end, they both brainstormed her and safety about how they could be more open to love and the ways that they could be open. And for her, she gave her a little directive to go out with her friends, go to museums and allow safety to enter for those few hours. And not even with the intention of romantically loving, but just loving all people that come into her space, like at a museum or wherever. So her little directive, was, her assignment was to go out every other week or whatever for six hours at a museum, park, wherever, and to be open to loving people. And so that was just kind of a first step for her because she had really been hurt. But I love the concept. The 360 is just totally turning that emotion around on us and giving it um, a space to actually be a part of us, interviewing it, brainstorming it. And I'm talking about having a good emotion so that we could take that emotion and allow it to take over for periods of time within ourselves. So I hope that that exercise made sense and that you can use it because it really helps me. Like with mine is patience and mine is with, you know, different things in my life with my kids and stuff. So I will interview patients and be like, hey, patience, what are some things that you can say to Emily? Or can you take over for this next hour because I've had it? So it's just kind of an interesting thing to personify emotions sometimes. Okay, and then number nine is what I want to close with. And it's just a simple concept of understanding that love comes from you, okay? Love that we give and even love that we receive comes from you and your own emotions. At first, this was a hard concept for me to swallow. But when we really, really look at it, we can only feel what comes from us. We can only experience what comes from within us. So they may have an action that creates that emotion in us and therefore creates that feeling of love in us. For example, my husband can bring home flowers. He can say this or that. You look great. I love you. And I can choose to take that and feel a certain way. And that is love. And from our children, I can actually even do that more. They can give me one little hug and it will fill me up all day. Or they can say, Mom, thanks so much for making this for me. <laughs> Lately, that's huge for me. When they say thank you for anything, 
I will choose to take that and be filled with love from it. Also, I can just look at them and choose to be filled with love. I can look at their eyes and think that they're the most amazing things in the world. And so it's very, very interesting how we can choose by other people's actions how we are going to feel. But inevitably, love comes from us. We are the, you know, the givers. We can give it out there. But when we receive love, it's actually our, our own emotions that are feeling it. It's our own love. So when we can work on ourselves, when we can get into the habit of giving love, service, ourselves, our time, feeling that love, it will come into our lives more and more. Start with the non-romantic. Start with learning to love parents, children, siblings, those around us, seeing people for who they are, but also noticing and realizing that what we receive is actually our, our own love emotions. It's what we choose to think about the messages they're sending us. So we can take the smallest things, the smiles from people, and be filled with love because it comes from us, right? So I just encourage you to put into practice those feelings of love. That's why dropping the blame and the resentment and the you know trespasses, letting go of those things is so crucial and starting to be in that forgiving type space because that's for us. Forgiveness is for us. Love comes from you. Nobody else. It's received. (laughs) You know, everything is our own emotions. So I hope that concept, again, made sense. Sometimes I can get to rambling, but, oh, I really like that one. It's so amazing, the love that we have to give and to offer. And I hope that we can stop holding back and we can start with maybe the safe love. You can categorize it like that. And really work on giving it and feeling it back from people and choosing the small things to feel it from. So those were the nine things, you guys. So number one, remember your worth. Number two, let go of blame. Number three, identify patterns you exhibited in past relationships. Number four, date purposefully just for fun. Number five, get involved with things you love. So find a hobby. Number six, exercise. Number seven, just because you choose to love someone does not mean you can't protect yourself. So please pay close attention to your intuition. Number eight is the Coaching 360 strategy where we take an emotion we want to feel more of and we personify it and ask it to take over. And then number nine, understand that love comes from us. It comes from you, not from other people. All right, people, I hope that your hearts can be open a little bit and that you can give it a chance. Realize that every experience is different. Every person in this world is different and that it isn't always the same as it was before. And I know even if you're jaded, it's hard to do that sometimes, but just please, please, please realize that people are different And to give it another chance, and then another chance, and then another chance, and another chance. Okay? 
So have a wonderful, wonderful day. Make it what you want. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.